Good morning, everybody. It's Jeff Calvin Solid K9 Training, and this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. You know, when I originally thought about this show, I really didn't just, I definitely don't want to do it just about dog training. I might actually love to get into all kinds of different topics, whether it's political or the scandemic or or just lots of different things, because I'm like dog training is a small percentage of my life. You know, it's, it's, it's becoming even smaller. Um, I'm involved with a lot of different things, but I just keep it off social media. But I really wanted to start delving into definitely, well, at least business and building a business and personal growth and self-development and, and just a lot of things that, that I'm finding lacking. But, but there's one thing I want the show to do today. It's called my crybaby story. And what the motivation behind this was, and if you haven't seen it, just Google it. And there's a Starbucks employee in the back room of a Starbucks, and they're crying their eyes out because having a breakdown. And it's nothing against people having breakdowns. I am a huge advocate of folks getting help for their mental health. So this is not what this is. But I don't think this was an episode of that. And what it is, is they're literally in the back room breaking down. And because it's so busy in the store, they were scheduled for two eight-hour shifts in a row. They're down, like, I mean, there's only four employees. So just Google it and you'll see it. And it's been, you know, if anybody follows, you know, Dave Rubin or Ben Shapiro or um, any of the other, you know, conservative uh, uh, folks out there, you'll, you'll see it out there, but it's also making the rounds around TikTok and um, Instagram. And a lot of people are commenting on it. And I normally don't comment on other people's videos, but this is more about the idea of somebody that's going to an Ivy League school and having a breakdown at a job, which pays well, has great benefits, but is just, you know, full of, you know, just, just can't handle the stress. I'm 56 years old. I started my career at the age of nine. At nine years old, I was shining shoes on the street corners of uh, downtown Cleveland, Ohio, as well as going to house to house in Lyndhurst, Ohio, where my family lived. My dad had a drugstore at nine, and then I started working at his drugstore as well. I got my first actual paycheck job at the age of 13. Now, I was working at a deli in uh, the Lyndhurst South Euclid border, and um the way I got that job is I, um, it took me a month to get the job. I went, I went in every day, every single day after school and asked for a job. No, I went in for every day and asked for a job. I'm 13 years old. Entry jobs at this place are, um, dishwashers. And, uh, this was a very busy deli. Um, and then finally, I walked to the manager up and I said, I'll tell you what, I will work for free for a week. And if you don't like me after that, you let me go. And if you like me, you hire me. And he agreed. Uh, four years later, at the age of 17, I was the night manager. Um, so I worked there for four years. And... I worked up to um, when you start out, you do all the grunt work, you do the dishwashing work, you do the grunt work, you do food prep. Um, it's a classic, you know, Jewish deli. Um, very, very busy. And on Sundays, we would probably do about 500 people for breakfast. 
and it's it's mostly sit down. The only thing that was takeout was bagels. Um, we had a, we made our own bagels there, and the bagel shift started at four o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I would actually come in just to watch how they made the bagels at four in the morning. I really didn't participate in that because the uh, bagel maker actually just wanted me to observe and just not participate. So what happened was um, I worked up to the point where on Sundays. I was in charge of um, the breakfast cooking. Other than Sundays, they used the front counter for all the food prep, the sandwich making, all of the breakfast making. But on Sundays, since we since we had 500 people, it was done in the back kitchen. So imagine making breakfast for 500 people. Now, Saturday after my shift, um, um, Saturday. Um, uh, after my shift of working a full eight hour day, I did food prep for Sunday. This that involves in the food prep is we would pre-make the bacon, almost cook it finished, pre-make the sausages, almost cook it finished. We used to have at least two or three five gallon buckets of eggs. Now these eggs had to be cracked manually and I would actually be able to crack four eggs at a time, two in each hands, boom on the side of the bucket, open up my hands, eggs would go in, throw the, I had a, I had a system for everything. I was really big on systems and um, I was in charge of that. And then you put it underneath the, um, the uh, what they used to use the dough or for other things that would, that would mix them up. So I had all these scrambled eggs prepped. So I had to prep everything in advance. Sunday morning, I came in early and I literally got my workstation all set up. So I had all my eggs. I had all my, the, the stove was a one, two, six burner gas range within a flat top, which was about probably three foot by three foot. And that was my, that was my workstation. And then I had a bunch of tables on the side. I stack up my plates. Um, I've got my, you know, so we would have, um, we did eggs, we did omelets. So for all my omelets, I had to prep everything. So you're cutting up all your stuff for your, for all the omelets, whether it's, you know, all your different cheeses, all your different peppers, all your mushrooms. Um, uh, what else do we have in there? Um, we had, we had, you know, locks for LEOs, locks, eggs and onions, by the way. Um, and we had uh, potatoes. We had to do, we prepped all of the potatoes as well the night before, which includes peeling all the potatoes and then chopping all the potatoes up. So it's like, you know, old school deli stuff. And I had one assistant, but they would just do, they'd make sure I had the orders. Now the orders, this is before computers, the orders were done handwritten and you'd get a ticket and it was in all different writings and you had to decipher the writings and you put it up on your little, um, uh, like a little clasp thing up at the top above you. And then you'd have to make sure your orders were done. Meanwhile, if you've got a table of six, everything had to be done at once and it would be prepped. And then you had a little bell and each, each server had a different bell system. One bell, but it's like one bell for one server, two bells for another server. So everybody knew when their system was done. Now, when an order comes in, just think about this. You get a table. If you want your eggs, you can make an omelet, different omelets. You can do, you can do scrambled eggs. You can do sunny side up. You can do over easy, over medium, over hard. That's how we had, those are the options for that. Then you've got your hash browns and then if you got your bacon and then you've got your, then you've got your sausage and now your toast, you had, you can do, we had at the time, white, wheat 
and um, we had white wheat, pumpernickel, and rye, four options of toasts. And then you also can have bagels. And on the bagels, you can do butter and, or you can do cream cheese. Um, there probably was a couple of other things for 500 people. I fucking did it by myself. I had six pans going. I had a flat top going. I had the orders going. I had one assistant next to me that in case they had to do a uh, walk-in cooler run or they had to bring out another bucket of eggs or if they had to, you know, resupply the potatoes, not prep them, they were already prepped. I did it for 500 fucking people every Sunday. And then after that, I cleaned up. I clean, and if you've ever cleaned up a flat top, it is a lot of work to clean a flat top. Every pan, every, I had to take apart the whole grill. We had to clean everything. You know, you got to clean your, 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 your smoke. What is it called? Where all the smoke comes up in a later, whatever you had to clean that. It was a stain, everything stainless steel, all your counters, all your floors, everything. Cause you had to meet code. I did it by myself. And guess what? I loved every fucking minute of it. It was the best high in the fucking world. And then guess what else? That was just breakfast. Well, breakfast, lunch, brunch. And then when I was done with that, what did I do? I went out and I worked another shift. Why? Because I'm, because why? Because I wanted the damn money. That is why. Because I had work ethic. That is why. I didn't bitch. I didn't complain. I had pride. I did it with love. And I, and I begged for more hours. I begged for double shifts. I begged for late night, for over, for not overnights. They weren't overnight, but for late night shifts. I wanted to work. By the way, I was in school. I was in middle school and then eventually high school, right? 13 to 17, right? Was that, or that was, that wasn't all high school, middle school to high school. I couldn't work enough. I wanted more. And then I also had some side hustles going on. And then you see these people that are complaining about an eight-hour shift, about being short-staffed, about like you know um, uh, having to work hard, about a restaurant being busy. No shit. The thank God the restaurant is busy, or else it would close down and you'd have no fucking job. And if you don't like your job, quit your goddamn job. That's my crybaby story. So don't come crying to me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it at all. That's my rant. That's what I got. That's my crybaby story. That was that's the found that's one of the foundations for my work ethic. One of them. I got a lot more stories like that. Loved it. I loved flipping pans. 
I loved, I loved it when I would, somebody wanted over easy, you crack your eggs. So meanwhile, you don't obviously take eggs out of the bucket. You also got a stack of eggs that haven't been cracked. Why? Because you got your, you got your, you know, fried eggs, then you got your over easy, over, so over easy. And you had to know how to, how long the over easy and then the over medium and the over hard, over hard is easy to make. Just freaking make it so the damn yolks don't move. And this is the kind of restaurants where if the eggs were not cooked, if it was not, it's like a steak. If the over, if the over easy was close to over medium, they would send it back. And the way you, and you didn't use spatulas to flip your eggs. You had to use your wrist, boom, flip them up. Flip them in the air, catch it. The, and the yolks couldn't break. Why? People would complain. And you do it all yourself. It's like an orchestra. It's like you got your little cockpit there. Oh, beautiful. I loved it. I loved every damn minute of it. And I didn't complain once. Also, you're working in about a probably in front of, I don't know, 125 degree like setup there. No fan. AC probably, I think, sucked in that back room. I don't recall AC at all. All right. That's it. That's my crybaby story. So don't bitch to me. Don't tell me how hard you have to work. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay? Don't do it. Why did I work so hard? Number one, work ethic and pride. Number three, money. But number one, work ethic. Number two, pride. Number three, money. I would have done it for free. I would do it for free right now. Right now, I would do it. Today. Well, not today. I'm in California. Angela's out here. My folks are out here. I want to spend time with them. But I would do it again. You got a deli down in Florida. You want me to freaking work the, you want me to work the freaking grill? I'll work the damn grill. I will train your staff how to work a damn grill. I still got it. Wendy, you should be a crybaby waiting so long in the morning to do this live. I can hardly wait to hear your rant. Wendy, I'm on a three-hour time zone. Guess what? I got to wait till 8 a.m. Pacific time because my folks are still sleeping and I can't talk loud or the wrath of Barb, which is my mom, comes down on me. I can't have the wrath of Barb coming down on me. So I got to wait till eight. So I got to wait till eight o'clock. Bobby Joe, I'm so glad my mom had a restaurant. It was great training in high school. Everyone should work in food at one point. They should. Absolutely. We had, we also had 13, 14, 15, I forgot how many kinds of bagels we would have. People would come in. We had a separate bagel line. They'd buy six. You know, they'd buy six. They'd buy a dozen. We would do cream cheese. We had four kinds of cream cheese. We made our own cream cheese. Because you had cream cheese with, with, with locks in it, right? You got cream cheese with, you got veggie cream cheese. You'd have, um, every once in a while, they would do a special, like a strawberry cream cheese or something like that. Did onion cream cheese. What else? Oh, it was great. And then when you sell bagels, some people want them, some people want them, you know, cut. We also made our own rye bread there. 
the white and the wheat we bought, the pickles, the pickles would come in huge, huge, and bigger than a, probably a 50-gallon drum. You had to cut them up. You had to cut them up by hand. Boom, boom, boom. Corn beef. I can defat a corn beef. I used to defat. Back the deli men there, the deli men were all these old men. So they're like, you want to make, you cannot be a deli man until you can defat a, this was the rule, until you can defat a corn beef blindfolded. Because there's only certain, there's certain cuts that you make to get the fat out. So you're like, you got to do it all by touch. Boom, 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 boom. All the white fish, you'd have to freaking slice by hand. It'd be perfectly thin. <sighs> Amy Feltz, now I want breakfast. Damn right you want breakfast. Ah, I made a damn good breakfast. It was great. Sawblade Entertainment. Impressive. I don't think I could match you. Oh, you could. Oh, you could. You, you, you definitely could. When you love it, you, when you are, maybe not about that. Maybe not about that, Sawblade. But there's something. There's something in your life you're passionate about. There's something. But I also probably did it for also because it's the way it is. It's like I might have, it might have started out as survival. I mean, this is, the, this, these, these were entry level jobs back then you're a dishwasher and I well, damn right. I had a freaking, I had a great, the most incredible system for dishwashing because the dishwasher was a separate room and it was a U shape. It was like a galley kitchen and it had to be, and I had a system for it. Okay. The buckets come in with the dirty dishes and you had a system for your plates, for your glasses, for your silverware. Everything was a system going in and going out of the machine. It was just a machine, just one tiny cube, one little cube you'd put down and then everything was, it, everything was done by hand. And you had, to, you had to take everything out of the racks by hand and it's all hot. Everything is hot. So you had to have a, to have a tolerance on your hands for picking up hot plates. Skylar, how do you build a work, high work ethic? Are you born with it or can it be learned? Are you born with it or can be learned? I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think? Are you born with work ethic or can that be learned? Laura says, this mentality was start was starting a few years ago. I was a restaurant manager and I started getting HR called on me. Oh yeah, for expecting them to do their jobs and working hard. This video is why I can't go back into restaurant management after losing my job to uh, ridiculous COVID mandates, I would get fired for asking them to do their job and not caring about the ridiculous meltdowns and feelings. Yeah, fuck that. If you don't fucking like it, get out of here. Leave, go. Go. So every, so I, I don't usually go to restaurants. I love to make my own food. I love to make my own food, you know? So, um, but... What, when Angela and I would go on big RV trips and we have a full kitchen in the RV and, and I would go to, and I would, I'm a big advocate of just like making my food. But we would, every once in a while, I, I'd say to Angela, hey, Angelo, you want to go to Waffle House? And I've never been to a Waffle House before. I went once before and I was like, let me treat the kid to a Waffle House because he thinks it's a novelty. I'd go there. Now the wine, the wine, mostly men, not sexist, but there's obviously a lot of, we had, there was females there too. But the linemen there, they worked the grill. They were working hard. 
that was the biggest comparison that I can see about the job that I did was the lineman at Waffle House. No fucking bitching, no fucking complaining. They're freaking running that damn line like you wouldn't believe. They're making orders, but they weren't doing, they're not doing 500 people for breakfast. Buttercup. What does that mean, Buttercup? Carolyn, you hitting on me? Um, Jim Voke, um, uh, too many crybabies these days and the younger generations growing up. I had to chore list every day a mile long. I don't want to hear the bitching either. It makes me sick. Yeah. I mean, Angela's got a chore list every day. And you know what, you know what it includes? Cleaning up dog shit. Cleaning up dog shit. And guess what? Since we're down in Florida, he has to clean up dog shit. He's got to do it barefoot. Why? Well, how good of a job did you do? Because if you do a good job, you're not going to step in it. Because see, our dogs eat raw, so it comes out crumbling. So it's not like it's this solid like piece of shit on the ground. Um, you know, there is, there, but, but I also want people to know there is hardworking people out there. There is. Nothing against college, though, but... You know, I'm a huge advocate of trade schools, huge advocate of trade schools, less debt or no debt. And you easily can make us more than a six figure income. If you went to a two year trade school for HVAC, electronics, car repair, um, um, become a uh, um, if you can start hooking up with some construction people. You can make more money than you can historically coming out of a four year university with, and, you're, and you're not saddled with debt. You can easily make six figures in, you know, you know, being an electrician, being a plumber, HVAC. Angelo's got lots of chores. Emptying out the dishwasher, taking out the trash, taking out the recycles, taking them, then taking them to the curb on trash day, cleaning up the dog shit, swimming the dogs five times a day. And then the normal stuff, like making your bed every day. Every kid should make his bed every day. Obviously, putting his, you know, throw, putting his laundry, you know, in the laundry basket, you know, folding his own clothes, putting his clothes away. What else does he have to do? He's got to make, he's got to make his own breakfast. I mean, there's, there's other stuff he's got to do. It's the top of my head. I don't know. And he's homeschooled. He's got to take care of the dogs, sw swims them five days a week. I won't let him walk the dogs in our neighborhood just because um, my concern is off-leash dogs, you know, approaching him. I'm not worried about, you know, the dogs that he walks, but I'm more worried about an off-leash dog approaching him. There's no fucking way I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take a chance on that. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hope California's treating you well. Um, Kyle, it, you know, but the best thing about California right on this trip is see my folks. My father's 93. My mom is, you know in her in her 80s um um and you know i'm gonna and i usually only come out here once a year but i'm gonna try to come out here three times a year now you know my dad's 93 so you know i'm gonna try to come out here a little bit more all right 
but only for like you usually like little three day stints. I'm only out here t- uh, till Saturday, so just you know two more days, and this is just a short four day, just a short four day trip. Great for Angelo to see um, everyone. Things are a little bit weird because of the time zone because he's homeschooled and he does take a couple of online classes, and um, he can't do them live, so he's got to do them recorded. Um, but he has to keep up with that. He has to keep up with it. Um, Donna says, uh, I did the same thing once, told the owner, just try me for a week. And if you're not satisfied, then I'm out of here. Great. No charge to you. Awesome. If you like uh, you like me, then you can hire me. He hired me. And like, like you, I worked my ass off. Yeah, Donna, yeah. I encourage everybody, every single person out there, if you're unemployed and you can't find a job, but you want to find a job, walk into a place where you want to work and offer to work for free. Work for free do it. But there's a lot of jobs out there. You actually don't have to do that anymore. You can easily, there's so many jobs out there. Every grocery store, every grocery store is hiring. Sorry if that's too um, uh, down the the work chain for you, but it pays pretty well. Work the overnight shift. Work the overnight shift. I did at a restaurant. Okay. When I moved to Rhode Island, I had three jobs. Three jobs. I was working at least 18 hours a day. Every day. Some days I worked 24 hours. Three jobs. Because my third shift job was at an overnight. I was waiting tables at an overnight restaurant. The 11 a.m. to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. shift. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, Scott, when I thought Mexican restaurants were hard, I was just a waitress. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, this was, I mean, we were in, we were in the suburbs and it was extremely, I mean, it was the only Jewish deli around and, and it, it, we, we killed it. We killed it. I mean, this was the busiest day of the week. I mean, Saturdays were busy, but not like Sundays, you know, because, you know, the day of rest you got to get your bagels and, 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 and smoked salmon. It's written in the Bible. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's, it's right there on page 47. It says it right there. It's, I, mean, you, I mean, you have to do it. You have to do it. Um, sunshine canine training, fucking craving cream cheese. <laughs> uh, smoked salmon, man. I'm, I'm, I, lo- I love it. Um, uh, Donna says it was for a tractor trailer driver though, not, not restaurant. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Giving your CDL, you know, even, even with all the talk of like, you know, self-driving, you know, trucks, I mean, you know, being an RVer, you know, I meet a lot of 18 wheelers and I see a ton of females out there, you know, driving, driving trucks. Now, what else I see a lot of is truck dogs. Ah, I love truck dogs. Truck dogs are fun. Beautiful. What a great life it is to be a truck dog. Just think about that. Hanging out with your owner, riding in the passenger seat, being with your owner 24-7. It's a great life. And and most of them are little. I see a ton of these little like chihuahuas and chihuahua mixes and, you know, little truck dogs. What a great life. Come on. It's fantastic. Seeing the country. ah, It's fantastic. Glennon says was a bus boy for a little before I got enough dogs to go full time. Love the content. You helped me a lot listening. Thank you. Not because I didn't know what to do, 
but how you explain things help me talk to clients. That's I get that a lot, by the way. Yeah. Also, it's reassuring listening to someone, family pet trainer who does not train only positive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, thanks. I mean, th this is the thing I get usually from dog trainers. I get they get a little bit of, you know, technique advice, but mostly they get how I explain things, you know. How I explain figuring that about it's really really funny. Somebody made a comment. Somebody made a comment about um, and, and they're a fan and they might even be listening now and and you know it's it, it's fine it, you know it's fine. Um, but it's like you know can you withhold swearing for can't you just withhold swearing for one hour, you know a day or a week or whatever help you know I do now. Um, well, I got an announcement to make after this, but you know you know one hour at a time, you know one hour a day. And I said actually. I don't swear for 23 hours a day. This is literally just on my podcast. I swear. I actually don't swear. Like it's just this podcast. I swear. And it's the podcast, my Q and a podcast. Oh, by the way, what is today? Friday. Oh, holy shit. I've got a podcast tonight. A Q and a podcast tonight. Uh, what would Jeff do? I'm probably going to do it. Oh, geez. I gotta go. I gotta go up and, uh, Go see my brother today. Um, what's the schedule today? I'll probably do a podcast at. Oof, oh my god! It might not be. It might not be till nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because which is about six p.m. here. So probably about nine p.m. But I'm. I'll, but I'll announce it. I'll, I'll put up a little. You know how I always put up a thumbnail on uh, Facebook. And then I put a thumbnail on Instagram and then on YouTube. So I'll be doing, I will be doing a live Q and a podcast and Angelo will be the co-host of that podcast. And if you've not seen Angelo do a podcast, watch Wednesday's podcast because he took over the damn show. It's like, wh whose podcast is this, Ange? Like you're taking a show. He's actually starting his own podcast, by the way. Um, Salt Blade Entertainment. I used to help my grandfather work outside all day. Nice. Did love that. Even when hauling 100-pound logs and stacking them by myself because he was getting too old. Did it for um, an all for an ice cream cone. Damn right. But Salt Blade Entertainment, the work ethic and working with your grandfather. There's, there's, there's what a pleasurable, memorable experience that was, Salt Blade. Right? Helping your grandfather out. Hauling logs, physical labor. Yep. And nothing against non-physical labor. Um, uh, one question, though, uh, Sawblade. What flavor is your ice cream? See that? You could be a politician, Sawblade. You could be a politician. You could be elected president of the United States one day. Mark, uh, hi, Jeff. I can relate to your restaurant working experience. We had a family restaurant for 34 years. Wow. My mother's average work week was 80 hours. Yeah, minimum. You didn't want to complain to her about working 40 hours. Yeah, or an eight-hour shift. Don't complain at all. You own your own business. It's an eighty. It's a minimum 80-hour work week usually. Yeah. Skyler, you make me want to bust ass and train all the dogs in the facility, even though I'm sicker than shit and can barely talk. Skyler, take a break. Take a break. Because if we, Skyler, if you don't have the best you, it's a disservice. And the dogs can wait another day. The dogs can wait another day. Kyle, I think most people who have who have it are born with a strong work ethic, but I also feel it can be learned if you're determined. You know, I think I was born into a family that work ethic was 
um, expected. It was expected. Like, like you were like my father, my father owned Cam's Rexall Pharmacy at 165th and Lorraine for any of the folks that are in Cleveland. Okay. 165th and Lorraine Cam's Rexall Pharmacy. He owned that. He was a pharmacist, old school pharmacist. And there was, a, there was a video of my dad up on Instagram on the BOSU ball, if you want to know who my dad is. He's 93 years old. His name is Irvin Gelman. I'm trying to get him on a uh, uh, to do an interview in this format. And um, he doesn't want to do it. But I'm trying to do it because he's got he's got a lot of stories. He's got a lot of stories. Every, any, anybody that is in their 90s or, or 70s, 80s, even 60s, they've got stories. Okay, they got stories, and 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 you, after listening to their stories, you better not be fucking bitching about anything. Um, and as far as learned, I think if you have enough motivation, yes, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I think it's also also it's the teacher. It's the teacher, yeah. Um, Jim, I work construction, a tin knocker for 40 years. We get apprentices that only last one day. They work so hard for them. Yeah. Yep. It's like, it's called work for a reason. Now they're, they're like physical labor is not the only way you can make work, you know, make work. You can make, you know, you know, I make most of my living right now online. You know, that's how I make a lot of my, my living right now is online, but it's still long hours and my days are still, you know, 14 to 18 hours of work. And then there's the homeschooling of Angelo, which is like, for me, being a straight D student and a college dropout, which I don't even remember going to because that's back when I was drinking and drugging, but I've been sober since I was um, 22. I got sober in one day and um, I'm 56. So I don't remember my high school graduation, nor do I remember much of going to um, university, which I, um, I uh, mutually left to avoid criminal charges, but we can talk about that another day. Um, Betsy says, 14-year-old grandson works at a restaurant and still does all his home chores. Nice, a lot. Cooks for the family, babysits his brother and goes to school. He never complains. Betsy, whoever your son is, not that it matters, tell him he's on the right track and tell him he will go a long way. And he will be able to support himself. And if he decides to have a family, he'll be able to support them. And that is an important trait. Work ethic, you know, I don't want to say it's everything, but work ethic is everything. If you have work ethic, you can make it work. Right now in 2022, there's more opportunity for anybody. There's more jobs out there than ever before. Than ever before. Okay? But unfortunately, most of these jobs don't have safe rooms. So you can't be a crybaby. You have to work. And you don't complain. Sawblade was a vanilla soft serve for Terry Queen. Do you remember? Do you remember? I don't know if they're still doing this. So we actually had, we had a uh, an ice cream machine there, which, by the way, we had to clean every freaking night. 
okay? And it's not easy to clean it. Anybody that knows how the old school ice, they're probably actually the same now. So we had chocolate on one side, vanilla on another side, and then the middle button, or you press the both sides at the same time, it came out in a swirl. And you had a, and you had a sugar cone or you had a waffle cone and you'd have to do it perfect. So you had to literally know the exact way that you had to, you had to time the lowering of the cone at the speed that the ice cream came out. So you get that, and then you had to get that perfect swirl at the end, and you'd have then you'd wrap it up with a napkin and you'd hand it off to the to the to the to the customer. It had to be perfect. It couldn't go to the right or the left like a crooked dick. It had to be freaking perfect, up and down like a nice hard erection. Okay. Um, Skyler says, I struggle very highly with motivation. I honestly want to do a thousand different things right now because you pump me up, LOL. Skyler, I'm going to need a motivational speech at least once a day from you. But Skyler, there's, there's so, you can just jump online. Just jump online. There's a ton of, ton of motivational speakers out there. Yeah, finding dog training, a big passion for me. It's driving me to clean up and stuff and got me out of a, a rut. Sadly, landlords said I can only get a cat so new, so New goal, best trained cat I can make, LOL. Yeah, or you can also find a new place to live. Betsy Gates says, I think work ethic is learned, but with a bit of genetic help, I was doing payroll and taxes for my parents at 16. Awesome. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I think, I, I think like with, with Ange, you know, I'm instilling work ethic in him, but I'm, but I'm, I'm working on it also to make it better. So I agree with you. But he also has been you know, you know, ever since, especially ever since we worked, moved to Florida, you know, um, where there's, you know, he's got to, he's got to take care of things. And, um, and he, and he's doing great for 10 years old, doing all this homeschool stuff. And his, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to work. Um, you know, he's got his chores and um, he's going to be doing a podcast. Um, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of great things. Donald, um, hello, sir. Good afternoon. Are you going to go live tonight? Yes. Yes. I just announced that. I'm sure you wrote the question either before you heard that, but tonight I'm going, it's, I'm in California now. So I'm on the Pacific time. So probably I'll be doing it at six o'clock here, which will be nine o'clock East coast time. Darlene, um, I never saw them clean the soft serve machine once when I worked at Dairy Queen. I worked it th 38 years ago. Oh yeah. You've got to clean it. You got to clean it. You definitely got to clean it. That's it. But these are short shows. It's not my normal one-hour show. There's no, there's no length of time. So this is the thing. The Wake the Fuck Up Jeff show. The Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The last two weeks since I've been traveling, I have not been consistent at all. I'm back in Florida. I do an overnight Saturday night, which is the weird thing. So don't forget this weekend, the clocks go back. So I actually fly overnight Saturday. So I fly overnight Saturday during the time change. So I don't arrive until I think Newark at four in the morning instead of five in the morning. And then I got it. So instead of a two hour layover, I got a three hour layover, which is no big deal. I was going to the, I'm a member of, of United. So I get, you know, all kinds of complimentary things, but um, well, Angela and I will probably hang on the United club. And if you check us out on our Instagram stories, um, we'll, um, I, you know, we document our flights and stuff like that. And uh, uh, you know, we should have some fun. Um, 
Uh, Darlene says, yes, so gross. Yeah, it is pretty gross, actually, not cleaning your ice cream machine out. Sally says, work ethic is so important, definitely role modeled. My oldest said he would love to have um, Ebola virus before I would let him stay home from school. Yeah, um, I think work ethic, I think right now, if you have work ethic, you'll make it. You'll make it. That's how easy it is to make it. So if you're sitting around complaining how hard things are, get a second job, get a third job, get a side hustle. But if you've got work ethic, you can make it. You can make it. You can make it work. All right, guys, madly in love with you. I will see you all tonight, most likely at um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be late, I know, but I only got a day and a half left here in California. And I'm supposed to be seeing my brother later today, but he's not available until like 1.30 or 2. And I got to drive 35 minutes up to, um, it's no big deal, 35 minutes to his house, but it's, you know, California traffic. And um, he lives right on the beach and um, he just moved there. Um, uh, uh, and I got to go see him. And uh, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get my get my dad online um, sometime today to to talk with all of you and I'll probably just interview him. Um, I'm going to try really hard. We'll see. We'll see. He just doesn't want to put up with my shit. Most likely. You know, can you blame the guy? All right. Love you guys. Truly love you guys. So, Oh, did I tell you this five, five days a week. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this show five days a week at 8 AM Eastern standard time. Wake the fuck up with Jeff, single topic stuff. And, but just to give everybody a heads up, I'm only going to do five days a week for free. And then I think two of those days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, probably after within a month, I'm moving those shows over to Patreon. I'm moving those shows over to Patreon exclusively. So if you're not a member of our Patreon channel, it's $10 a month. We also do a Zoom. So if you want more of this, let me just put up the... Um, uh, Sorry, guys, I'm trying to, I'm actually can type really well. Um, so Patreon, let me show you all the spelling right. So can I actually, boom. Okay, so for, for you can actually for you can actually join for a year for like $8 a month. So you'll get two of these shows. You'll get um, also a Zoom. You get a Zoom. And also, oh, I will also be doing Q&A for Patreon folks. So I'll do my little spiel like this. And then if people have questions, I'll actually answer their dog training questions as well, which on this show on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do not answer dog training questions. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So I'm trying to find ways to help people as much as I can, but also Patreon for $10 um, a month. Um, I'm going to be doing that. So join our Patreon channel. Join it. Join it today because, boy, a lot of great stuff on there. There's videos on there that are not seen anywhere else. All right. And there's also now two, two more podcasts. We've got a Zoom that's going up there. Um, so a lot of fantastic things. Also, I just was texting with Joelle this morning and she mentioned about all kinds of um, Black Friday um, bundles. And those are going to be launched, I think, this weekend. I'm about to sneeze, guys. I got to go. Love you guys. Take care.